Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If this is your first time, we uh, welcome your patronage and hope you have a good time with us today. I'm very excited about my guests today, Ms. Ninon DeVere DeRosa. Ninon, thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I, I love how you pronounce my name absolutely correctly. And uh, that could be quite unusual. <laughs> Is that right? Yep. Well, it's one of the first things I noticed about you when I was referred to you by our, our mutual friend, John Gruitt. Uh, I said, what an amazing name. I wish my name was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's all real. That's the funny part about it. My mother gave me Ninon from Ninon de L'Enclair. Um, she was reading that book and she decided to call me Ninon. Devere is my family name through my father that goes back to the 1600s. Mm -hmm. um, and De Rosa was my married name. So there's nothing phony about my name at all. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's quite it's cool, actually. But I have to pronounce it several times before people say, what? <laughs> Well, it's unique, you know, it's longer than most names, but I think it's a really great example of who you are because it's, I think it's very classy. It's, it's a little exotic, you know, it's, uh, it's unique. And as I've gotten to know you better and better, I think those, those uh, terms describe you to a T. Oh, that's wonderful. We've only known each other um, business-wise for about a month, right? Or six weeks. Yeah, it hasn't been very long, but it feels like much longer yes. than that. It feels like years. It feels like I've known you for years, and we've been doing business for years, and it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Thank you, Pat. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I have to tell everybody, if you're listening, that um, every every time I start one of my shows, I always share a couple of reasons why I've invited this specific guest to join us. And with uh, Ninon, it was a little bit difficult because there's so many reasons. And as I went through her bio that she sent me, I mean, it's multiple pages long. <laughs> and she's um, she's just an extraordinary woman, as you'll get to know here during this show today. But um, just to kind of introduce you, if I may, um, Ninon is a, a well-known TV personality. She's she's been, She's done documentaries. She's been a producer. She did a, uh, a show called Voices of Tomorrow that we're going to be talking about today that focused on interviewing teens. And I, I think it's, I know just from our conversation, it's one of the things you've done in your life that you're most proud of. And you, you felt like really was an important work. Isn't that right, Nina? It's very important to me. And um, funny you bring this up because um, I started it purely because I left home at 16 um, I didn't go to school, and I um, left with five bucks, which was equivalent to three pounds at that time. Right. And it was a very daring thing to go into, but for me, it, was, it wasn't daring at all. It was like quite natural to go and do that. And so the reason I did Voices of Tomorrow is I wish to let the younger generation know it didn't matter who they were, what they were, whether they were educated or not. It didn't matter that there was a place for them in this world. And any teenager, even today, any teenager um, does have that opportunity of being young 
um, doing all the daring things because you don't think they're daring at the time. You just do them and you move on and you can succeed from nothing. You, you can make something of yourself. And I just wanted all the teens out there to actually know that um, because it, it, it's possible. Everything's possible. We're all the same. We've, we're all the same bodies, except there's female or male, whichever. And so, you know, it's, it, I'm not going to say it's easy. A lot of hard work. Absolutely. I love that sentiment, though. You know, we have infinite potential in us, divine potential, right? Absolutely. So I want to I talk about your show um, a little bit later in, in the episode because it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about as well, about helping the next generation become who they can be and achieve their potential. And we have a program in our company called the Certainty Fellowship. So I'll share a little bit about that as well. But, but continuing the reasons why I invited Nina Anana. If I had to pick two, and she's, I mean, she's a philanthropist. She's an entrepreneur. She's been a commercial real estate investor for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you started with these really humble beginnings and I think if I had to pick two reasons, one is that Ninan, as well as anyone I've ever met, has the ability to inspire the people she meets. And when you walk in a room, all eyes turn on her. They, they want to know, you know, wow, Ninan's here. You know, they, they want to, they, they gravitate to her and they want to come be, be around her and learn from her and hear from her. And so that's led into her career of, of interviewing not just the teens, but she has her, she has a show called Ninon Speaks. Another, um, it's the um, number one show in Las Vegas, um, Vegas Live with Ninon. And, and I know, and I want to talk a little bit about that because obviously I'm an interviewer as well. And I, I, and I'm already learning so much from you, you know, about how to do a better job. But, but the second piece is besides the fact that she is so, I guess, charismatic and um, inspiring is Ninan has a real heart for giving back. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the philanthropic work you've done as well, because that's, that's not always the case. You, you have people that are leaders and they're, they're in entertainment or politics or whatever, but do they truly care about the people they serve? And I think you're a perfect combination of those two, if I may say so. Well, I don't think you have to be any particular person to help or serve somebody else. I I think it's something probably that comes from within. I've always wanted to help people and I have no reason why. I I, I don't know why this happens, but it's an automatic thing. If I see somebody in a difficult situation, I will rush and help them or or do what I can do for them. But it's not a put on thing. It's just a, a kind of, it's just within. It's just something within. I just wish more people were like that in this day and age. I've been pushed and shoved in many supermarkets and many places. And uh, regretfully from them, I haven't had a sorry. And I'm like, oh, aren't you sorry you did that? You know, it's like the, the people are very, um, they don't seem to understand our, our Maybe they just don't understand life. I don't know. But they don't seem to understand that, you know, you can say sorry and put a smile on your face. And it's okay because it doesn't cost anything. You know, everybody's in this cost thing. Everything is money, 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 money. And life is not about money. It's, It's 
you work first and then the money comes. That That's really how, I mean, any job you go into, you don't get paid until the end of the month. So I guess that's the reason why you have to do the job first and then you get paid. But I think, I think giving back, and I, I've never thought about giving back. I've thought about just giving. Um, I, everybody's done so much for me. And yes, you're right. I walk into a room, I walk somewhere. Nina, how are you? And Nina, it's good to see you. And Nina, I know you, but you don't know me. And I say, okay, so how don't I know you? Because I really don't know them. I'm like, who is this? And I'm getting all embarrassed because I'm not acknowledging them. So, and they said, oh, we're our friends on Facebook. And I, I look at them, I said, and 10,000 others. <laughs> it's like, you know, but they're so sweet. People are so nice to me and so good to me that um, I'm just, I'm very fortunate, I think, to have so many friends and so many people that acknowledge me. I'm quite sure I have a few people out there that don't agree with a lot of what I say and do, but and that's fine. We can't all get along, I guess. Well, you talked about how um, the teens that you've interviewed for it was 16, 17 years, right? Yes, yes. Um, just the potential that they have within them and helping them understand that potential. And I think that that sentiment embodies so much of your life and what you've accomplished is just this abundance mindset. It's not a scarcity mindset. You're right. So many people are focused on money and getting ahead, even stepping on others to get there. Yes. So it's unique to have someone who doesn't do that. I know you deal with some criticism maybe or some jealousy or some of the other things from from others out there. I think anyone who's accomplished a lot in their life does, but but you don't seem to have, in, in, I don't think you deserve that, in my opinion. And you certainly don't, haven't, haven't actively, um, I don't think created it or engendered it. It's just- no. no. Or for the course, it just happens. And well, it also might a very generous person in, in just in our short relationship. It also might be kind of learning. Um, sometimes people think um, that I know everything. Well, I don't know everything. And I'm like everybody else. I don't do it perfectly the first time, maybe the second time when someone said something, I think, oh, let's pay attention and let's make sure I do it the right way this time. But I think from the day we're born, so the day we part from the first breath, I always say from the first breath to the last breath, I truly believe we are learning every single minute and time and second of every day. I, I don't think there's any time in our life that we don't learn. I'm still learning. I'm still doing things I've never done before. I enjoy them. I don't think it's ever too late. I'm quite an elderly lady. And uh, I don't think it's ever too late to learn or to be or to be active. And just because you're old, you can't do it. Or just because, oh, I can't do this and I can't. I disagree with all that totally. Um, I think there's always room to do something, though it would be different from what I do at an older age than what I would have done at a younger age. But it's still doing something. It's still, you know, every five years we kind of change and that's in marriage. I, I was married for 30 years, 29 years. And every kind of five years or so, every few years, we we would change without even noticing it. Well, I noticed it and I noticed the different things I would do and the different things he would do and the different way we act towards marriage and everything else. Still, still having that love and still having that understanding and that respect for each other. And I think respect is probably one of the greatest things you can have for anybody and definitely to have for our teenagers. Let's not keep putting them down because this right. is what I'm hearing all the time. 
Oh, they don't understand. Oh, they're stupid. Oh, they never learn. I think we've got more teenagers right now that have come ahead in life, and that's through technology, than we've ever had. You've got teenagers that are millionaires because they thought of an idea and went through with it. And like Shark Tank, you see some of these young kids come on and the parents have come with them and, and helped them, you know, without interrupting them. And I think that's remarkable. And they brought this idea, whatever it is. There was a young guy, I think he started making bow ties. And he's now in Nordstrom's. He's everywhere. And you look at, I mean, I look at it anyway, and I think it's amazing that our younger generation are so great right now. So everybody out there, please don't put them down because they are learning. And we are teaching them, hopefully. <laughs> you know, a hundred percent. I um, I have five children, as you know, three boys, two girls, and you know, we all want the next generation to be better than we are. And I oh. just am blown away by how talented they are and intelligent mm -hmm. they are. And you know, they're they're each different. We have very different personalities with all five children. Uh, they range seventeen to twenty five now, but um, you know, as we talk about what what our children learn from us and what they become and much of it is based on what we tell them just as you said don't you know we i think too many people assume the worst they tell them they're lazy they tell them they're stupid they tell them they're yeah. unfocused or or whatever and i think the same thing happens with celebrities with influencers like yourself people assume the worst about someone and it's not right it's not mm -hmm. fair because more often than not, it's wrong. It's in, it's in, it's incorrect. So, you know, I think we should just slow down a little bit, reserve our opinion and get to know them a little bit first. Listen, maybe ask some questions. Well, that's my greatest thing. Just, right? Yeah. My greatest, one of my greatest saying is just listen. That's one of them. Just listen, which means for your children, because I did that for the children. And my other one is nothing happens without you. Nothing. I can't be on this show without you, Patrick. I can't be on this show, with, you and I can't be on this show without the technician behind me. We don't see his face, we don't see him, but we thank him. Thank him. Um, I don't know what his name is, but anyway. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. <laughs> but without all these people, nothing happens. We, so we do need other people to keep us going, to keep us long. But I think one thing that parents and, and people should probably try to understand, because I don't think we do, is there's going to be average 20 years between your child and you. And that never changes. So when the child is 15, it's got all these ideas, which we say all these crazy ideas, uh, which aren't so crazy, it's their ideas, but they're 20 years ahead of us. And we always relate to what we did at their age. Well, we can't do that because 20 years ago, there was nothing like what it is today. So I think parents should understand a little bit but also parents and whomever teaching the children, whoever is in charge of all these younger generations, which I was um, partly, um, I think we have to understand um, and, and teach. We are the teachers. And if we don't teach our younger generation um, of today's life, not 20 years ago, we can compare, yes. But I think we need to do that a little bit more, be a little bit more patient with them, try to understand the technology because some parents are, 30 and 40 years older than their kids. So that's a big, big chunk of, of, of age. Big generational gap, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So you know, I, I know your your childhood was fairly challenging, difficult. Mm. You left at 16 years old, $5 in your pocket. 
And yet you very quickly, we're coming up on our, our first break here, but maybe in 60 seconds, how did you successfully make the leap from essentially homeless 16 to a successful model? You were a swimming, uh, a synchronized swimming performer. You became an entrepreneur at a young age. How did you make that leap? And again, we only have- I made that leap by um, when I left home, I got a one room apartment and it must have, it was like the smallest room I've ever seen in my life, but it was the least expensive. So I always thought that the, the less you can spend if you're trying to save is, is the challenge. So I worked 20 hours a day for a whole year to save and how much money can you make at 16 is not very good much. but i worked really really hard and i saved enough money actually i saved a hundred pounds so from five pounds to a hundred pounds in one year as living on my own and doing my own thing and paying my own rent and everything else mm. that was my challenge but i knew that if i didn't make this money and if i didn't move out of where that i was living in torquay at the time and i wanted to move to london so I gained all this. I even got a, a, a ride from a friend of mine to London so that I, would, I could save the fare going there. This is how my mind thought. Of wherever I could save money, I saved money. And that was a bit of a challenge. But I got to my grandmother's and then my grandmother, I'd never had a break from anybody. My grandmother charged me rent. I remember she charged me, I think it was three pounds or four pounds, three pounds 50 a week. Wow. It was a chunk out of my money, you know, monthly, that was six, well, that was 12, 13, 14 pounds, which in those days was a lot of money from a young lady at that time, I was 17. That was a challenge to save anything. I will break now because I know you have a break. <laughs> well, when we come back from the break, let's talk about how you uh, transition from there to today. And I know you've you've been through a lot. You've won over a hundred awards and mm -hmm awarded all kinds of accolades mm -hmm. and your story is really quite extraordinary but it had such humble beginnings yes it still is humble work and savings and just stick to and persistence and determination all those things added up and they are very much a part of who you are but we're visiting with ninon de verde rosa a new friend of mine um widely recognized especially here in las vegas as a, as an influencer and a TV personality, and we'll be uh, right back. We're just going to go to a quick break, and uh, don't go anywhere. We'll continue with Ninon. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're visiting with Ninon de Fer de Rosa. And uh, prior to the break and during the break, we were talking a little bit more about her, her experience. And I think so many people are fascinated by how a celebrity got their start. How did an influencer go from nobody and, you know, nobody's a nobody, but you know what I mean. Nobody knew who they are to everywhere they go, people know their name. And you were telling me, Ninan, how you, you, you saved up a hundred pounds yeah. moved to London. Your grandmother even charged you rent yes. uh, about three fifty a a week. So that was a big chunk out of your hundred pounds. But then you took 35 pounds and went and bought, invested in professional photos. Correct. Right. Because you wanted to get into modeling and acting or, or, uh, something along those lines, correct? You want to tell yeah, a little bit more about that story? Yeah, and I couldn't do it unless I have photographs. I can't walk into someone's agency and say, here I am, do, 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 and, right. and walk out and them to remember me. They, they probably would have done because of the personality, but I had to leave them with photographs. So I spent, and I remember my auntie Yvonne, she said, Ninon, you can't spend all that money. That's half, nearly half the money gone. And I said, but auntie, I said, if I don't do this, I'll never know. I'll never know of getting into. So in life, you've got to take some chances, but take some chances that are going to benefit your life of something you want to do and something where you want to go. Because sometimes you've got to lay out money or time or whatever to get somewhere where you want to be. And you've got to do that. That That's an absolute must. It might not be the worst. It, it, I mean, I think my grandfather walked from Scotland to London in London and you walk the whole way it's a long way but he did it because he watched a game and he ended up uh, actually ended uh, ended up owning a shopping not centers we had shopping strips at that time but he did very well and um not that I came from a very wealthy family I came from a very talented family I came from a very knowledgeable family Hmm. not that we had too much money but that didn't really matter Uh, it wasn't part of life but it's it's the choices you make at a young age and that's why I say take care of a a younger generation 
because it's a choice you make at your own young age that really goes through the rest of your life because you've made a choice of something you think you like to do. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. It's nobody else's business. It's what you like to do. And I well, think that's what I did. Sounds like um, the drive that your grandfather showed is something that he passed on to you, genetically at least. Because genetically, yes. You did not get to where you are today without that drive and determination, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. So what, as you transition, I know you became a successful model. You eventually moved to the, the States. You got married you know, to the love of your life for 29 years. Mm-hmm. And you've had this, you refer to it as a charmed life, as a blessed life. Yeah. As you look back, were there hurdles? Were there challenges or setbacks that you had to overcome oh. to get to where you are? It wasn't all easy, easy going, I know. But what was the challenge or two? The challenge was was um, testing life. I, I lived in Jersey C one for a time and practically got killed there through a, a gentleman that was um, harassing my girlfriend and I, and he tried to get into our apartment and we barricaded ourselves in. So that's one of the things. Um, I had challenges. I lived in Beirut for a couple of years when I had my underwater swimming act. And it was a singular underwater. It wasn't synchronized swimming. It was a singular. Um, oh, really? Act. Yes. It was in a, it was in a, in a, in a, 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 a like a fishbowl, which was four and a half feet by four and a half feet. Well, I'm five, six. So I was hanging out of it. But so I had to sort of revolve my body around this and, and how I got that job and how I did it was I, I turned up as a model. I had all the hair going and the clothes and the whole bit. And all the others looked like swimmers. They were all dressed like in casual clothes and no makeup. And I've got full makeup on and everything. Not really realizing what I'm actually up to, actually, to be honest. And um, But I had this bikini and I, you know, I had a little slender uh, body there. And I weighed 117 pounds at, at um, five, six. So I was quite slender. And I remember I said, oh, I'll go last. There was a reason. So everything I did in life, actually, was a reason um, I would always offer to go last. And why would I go last? Because I wanted to see what everybody else did first. Mm -hmm. And so if I saw what they did, so then I dive into this water, into into this swimming pool. I dive in, and I know that he was watching underneath through the glass. So I dived in, and I remember putting my arms straight out, and I turned. And I smiled because I knew that's where he was. Now, don't forget, I'm only like, um, I'm 21 at this time. No, 22, I think. I was like, whatever. Sorry, yeah. Anyway, and I and that attracted him. But when I came out of the swimming pool and I came out to see him, I was all dressed up again. So I had all the makeup still on because I got underwater makeup. And then I got a hairpiece that I put on. So, and I came out like a total model because that's what I was used to. And he looked at me and went, Oh, <laughs> Charlie Henches was his name, Russian. Interesting. You know, it's it's funny because so often big things happen in our lives when we go the extra mile, when we go we just do that little extra bit. It doesn't always have to be something gargantuan or, or monumental, right? I have a T-shirt that says the extra mile is rarely crowded, right? And Really? And it it and you did you you did that, you took that approach and it made you stand out. You were probably as pretty or prettier as any of the other women. You were probably I mean they were maybe they were better swimmers whatever it is, but you did something different mm-hmm. to differentiate yourself. 
as we talk about teens and we talk about your career, and I look at everything from a business standpoint because we're a business consulting firm. Um, I find that most businesses that are succeeding are doing something different. They're they're standing out from their competition, just as you have stood out in your career. Um, and it doesn't always go perfectly, right? There's always challenges. I mean, especially when you're in a startup. I mean, we we were going to meet last week, and Zoom ended up crashing on us. It didn't it didn't uh, didn't want me on. Operate right? It wasn't, didn't your, want me on. wasn't my fault, but it just did not work. And, no. And, and yet, to truly succeed in business or in life, you have to take those hiccups and those speed bumps with a grain of salt, right? Absolutely. Or water off a duck's back, as they say. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Do you think that's a, an important I, I think that's actually perfect. But um, like you and I, what we did, we didn't let that stop us from having a show. So we're, we're here this week. So it's the tenacity of keep moving forward. I think a lot of people feel embarrassed about certain things that happened. Um, I've been one of these people. I'm not embarrassed about anything that happened because it happens, and it happens for a reason. And maybe I wasn't supposed to be on last week. I'm supposed to be on this week. I don't know, but I'm very grateful to be on this week and very happy that we're still doing what we're doing. But don't let those things, and that's what let people, oh, I can't do it. And all it, uh, it, it, it I, I'm sure I, they always have these, all these excuses. I don't want our teenagers to have those. They're going to get those all the time. They're going to get those more than us. But they've got to take the challenge on because that'll be that'll keep 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 them on the path they want to go to. So I, I couldn't agree that, that down. Couldn't agree more, Nina. Um, as it turned out, I was able to do a monologue that I've I've never had a chance to do that. I've always had a guest, and I ended up having to speak for the first for the whole hour. You were great, by the way. I was yeah. listening to you. I listened to it. You were great. I appreciate that. And I was, I feel like it was given to me. I mean, it flowed out of me and I've had several people reach out to me and tell me how much that message meant to them. If you're listening, I encourage you to go back and listen last week. I talked about three secrets or three steps to finding that is creating more certainty in your life. And I've gotten several compliments on, on what it was, but I think it's important. It's an important principle because I think one of the most important things we can do to be successful in business, in life, in in relationships, is to be able to pivot quickly, be able to, you know, move quickly off the cuff. That's, yeah. that's how I got this show. Right? The, they invited me to be a host because they said you're quick off the cuff. You no. you seem like you wouldn't. You've got to be quick. You've got to be quick. You have yeah, to. Be- you wouldn't ever freeze up in 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 front of the lights. And so far, I haven't. But. <laughs> you won't do that. You, you, you've got you. You know why? Because you've got the confidence. Because you know what you're talking about. And one of the greatest things is to have the knowledge. And people say to me, Nina, why are you so quick at answering people? Why are you so quick at a question? Why? Because I have the knowledge. I I I don't watch sitcoms. I don't watch a lot of stuff. But I do watch a lot of intellectual stuff. And people say, Why are you watching that? And I said, well, What happens if I have a guest and they suddenly ask me about this question and I can't answer it? So I better be prepared. So I, that's what I think. I think you've got to be. Well, Whatever you do, I don't even care if you're a cleaner somewhere. Make sure you know how to clean a house. I mean, you can't have a house unless you know how to clean it. Right. I don't care how much money you've got. You can't hire a maid unless you know how to keep a house clean because you've got to tell the maid what to do. Right. Well, it goes back to your point of of not only um, continual learning, but 
continual progress. You, you're talking right. to kids about their potential and how they're, they have so much ahead of them, so much opportunity and so much potential. I mean, last week in my monologue, I talked about how one of the key principles in finding certainty is believing that it's out there, right? Having faith and having hope in the future and then assessing your current reality and and opening your eyes to the resources available to you. There's a lot of people out there that are in a, a small town maybe or an inner city or they don't have a great family upbringing. Doesn't matter. They feel like they're limited, but there is... That doesn't certain... matter. They're not limited. They're not. They're, no. they're less limited than they think they are. Sure, they may have limitations, but but it's there's so much potential, abundance, and opportunity if you just look up and realize it. I think they put limit. You put things on yourself that are not there. So you put a limitation on yourself by saying, oh, I can't do that. Now, what makes you think you can't do that? Even if you can't do it, why don't you try and make it a positive and then learn how to do it? Then you can do it. Well, so, like they, 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 they talk about failing forward, right? Even if yes. you fail, make sure you fall forward, not backward. <laughs> well, I've, I've failed a lot of things. I have to say one thing. You know, I was married 29 years, and I was the third wife. And never, a lot of people say, oh, Neil, you could do better, and you could do this, and you could do that. They never really said before they said that, you know, whether I love the guy or whether I have the greatest marriage. This guy maybe it wasn't for the other two. But for me and our marriage, I had a, the best marriage I could ever have asked for, the best. I don't have children, but that's between him and I. That was a, a bit of a problem. But um, we, we weren't able to have children, which is okay. Maybe I wasn't supposed to have children. I don't know. And that's maybe why I did the children's show, because I didn't have any children. So I gave my heart to that show for 16 years. It's like yeah. having children of my own. Exactly. I think you have hundreds of children out there. <laughs> Thousands of them. Look to you and... And um, as a surrogate mom, as a, it's like my my wife is a stepmother to my children. I was married before, and we ended up divorcing, and then I remarried. And they we refer to Tesha, my wife, as the bonus mom. She's I call her super bonus mom. There you go. That's how I see you to all these kids that you you interviewed and and that you I'm sure helped them. Well, I look at children in a completely different way than of a mother, obviously. And so, therefore, I've kind of got a different outlook on them. I, I don't see anything. I don't think any child does anything bad. I, I think they need to be corrected in a lot of stuff because they're children. They're young. Learning. They don't know. They're, they're learning. Absolutely. And my greatest thing was just listen because a lot of parents um, – when a child comes home, you know, it's all excited, like, you know, seven, eight-year-old, all excited. Hey, mom, I got this, and starts telling a story. Then the mother takes over and tells her story of the same thing, and the child just sits there looking. And, and that's where the for phrase came up, just listen. Don't don't interrupt them. Let them have that excite them. Even if they're, they're not talking, that you, you, they start up. They, they don't know how to, you know, they're all excited. And you right. have other patients. You've got to have the patient because they are your children. Take care. Well, are. And you talk about how we achieve our potential, whether it's in business or, you know, with our, our kids we're mentoring or raising or whatever. One of my favorite books is a book called The Oz Principle. And it's the story of Dorothy, the lion, the scarecrow, and the tin man oh, yeah. traveling to the Emerald City, right? And traveling down the Yellow Brick Road. And it, you've got to read it, but it's a phenomenal book because it teaches that they – were going to the city to, and they were expecting the wizard who 
the great and powerful Oz, who just turned out to be a, a shyster anyway, but they were going there to have him fix their problems for them. But as we learn throughout the story, and I'd never realized this, it's this classic tale, right? Yeah. They realized that they had it within them to do it. Yes. The, of course I mean, they did. And you see it illustrated many times. The lion showed courage. The scarecrow figured out the problems. The tin man obviously had a heart. He rested himself. He was so emotional. And Dorothy was wearing the red slippers. Yeah. The entire story that could take her home. Yeah. Isn't that a powerful... And I think if you could find that, how how the strength and how the positivity is in that is a, is amazing. It's um yeah, that infinite potential that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and it, it's like yeah, and it's like um I went into real estate because of my husband. I was in real estate since um 1970. Well, I met my husband in 75, so I started real estate with him probably in about mm, well, 1980. I'm going back in years, but that's okay. Yeah. And I learned real estate, but I learned to keep my mouth shut. And so when we were in a deal, he would be talking a lot. And I'd maybe say something, you know, because I wasn't just sitting there as a dummy. I still wanted to be a person. Sure. But I let him, you know, it was the deal. And then after we got in the car, because when I met my husband, he had no money because his wife divorced him and took all his money. And blah, 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 blah. I think I had more money than him and I had no money. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and when we got in the car, he would ask me all these questions. And I never knew why. And suddenly I realized that he realized where my brain was at and what I was listening. And I was saying in a different perspective as of what he was saying. And we made deals. I mean, big deals. We were in commercial real estate. And we started in, in Northridge, a little tiny, tiny home. And we ended up in Bel Air and also Mulholland. We did extremely well together. Right. And that was because we worked together. We held hands for 29 years. We had the greatest uh, love affair, probably, that nobody really knew about because everybody kept saying, oh, Nino, you can do better. And I'm thinking, I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, that was their opinion. And yeah, it was, it was fabulous. But it was, but I helped him and he helped me. So it was a two-way street. And, and that's how it kind of worked. And we had, obviously, we had a normal life of having rows and arguments. Everybody does. We have disagreement. But I think it's just, uh, you know, how we helped each other and how I learned real estate. And I'm still in real estate. Well, it's an interesting comment. We are up against our next and last break. But we, uh, when we come back, I, I want to continue that topic just briefly. Uh, it's, it's actually the third principle I shared last week on my monologue was about how we have to work together. We we need to rely on each other. We can be independent. We can be proactive and, you know, uh, but but it's, we're so much stronger when we work together. So we're going to go to break. We're visiting with Ninan Dever de Rosa. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're grateful to have you with us today. Whether you're a new guest who's maybe come across us for the first time or one of our faithful listeners, visiting with Ninon Devere de Rosa. She's a, a renowned TV producer, personality, um, a documentarian, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked a little bit about what you did with um, Voices of Tomorrow for 16, almost 17 years interviewing teens. Mm-hmm. And I know you've done a lot of other work with with youth and with uh, I mean, you tell us just sh- and just briefly, if you can, a little bit about your work in Kenya, some of the other philanthropic. Oh, yes, I went to Kenya and did a documentary and it was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Um, I went there. I was only there for about five days filming and we were in this uh, Kakamega little town and um, everybody was so grateful and so wonderful. And we did this documentary on the children. They were all orphans. Their parents had died of um, different diseases or just old age or whatever the case was. And and we kind of brought them to the forefront and, and also brought the teachers to the forefront. But they had this um, this beautiful sort of place where the children, they, they didn't live there, although we, through, our, through my foundation, which was called Kids Talk Foundation, we actually bought a whole, a, a whole stretch of, I think it was like 10 rooms or something. And four of the rooms were, were for teaching and the others were for um, all the babies, and they had we had all the baby cots in there, so the babies from parents that had died of AIDS or whatever the case was, what they ever died of, and so we had a place to put them because they were orphans, and then we had a place for teaching, and then I started helping them and, and, and helping them on their road of what they can do as orphans, and it was um, I actually interviewed an AIDS um, young lady, she was probably about thirty six, she had AIDS. And everybody said to me, they said, well, Nino, you, you know, you're a little close to the eight. And I said, well, she's not going to give it to me. And so I was never worried about any of that, even, you know, any country I've lived in. I lived in Jamaica. I lived in Beirut. I lived all over little parts of the world. But I've never been afraid of catching something from somebody else because I just don't believe in that. And, and so I sat next to her and we interviewed her. And it was very touching um, just to listen to somebody of their life being destroyed and, and, and sort of slowly she was leaving this world. 
But I learned a lot from there. We went to three different camps and we opened a school. We actually built a school in another part. I can't remember the name of the place. And um, we built the school and we had the opening of it and we had the children singing when I arrived. We had this whole group of children. They started singing when I arrived. It was just, it was so, it was just so amazing um, how we were respected there and how we were honored there. I actually still have, I have a tape, which maybe we should play one day. And uh, that was absolutely amazing. It was uh, one an eye-opener of of another part of the world and how they live and how all these people took care of these children. These children would come to the camp at 6 o'clock and they would leave 6 or 7 at night. And wherever where they went to sleep, that was all taken care of because they didn't have a home. None of these kids had home, hmm. but they were taken care of. So it was an eye-opener. Well, you know, as we talk about um, helping our youth, helping the next generation achieve their potential, one of it is how we speak to them and how we talk to them and talk about them and the, the, the ideas and the, the um, beliefs that we help instill in them. And it's so important. It's so important to help them get ahead and help them believe in who they are. You know, we have a program at our company, Certainty Management, that we call the Certainty Fellowship, and it's designed to help any any college kid who either wants to go to school or is in school and is struggling through taking on student debt and so forth to try to get a degree, and they're worried about if they're going to get a job, and they're worried about that debt load. The Certainty Fellowship exists to help them graduate 100% debt-free with skills and access and connections, but also zero student debt. And I'm very passionate about it. It's a new program for our company, but we're very excited about it because it's just giving those kids that hand up that they need. To and they do. They need a hand up. And not everybody's as strong as you, Nina, and to get <laughs> 16 and still oh. make it. I mean, most most people. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> right? I mean, they need our help. They need our support. They need our encouragement. That's why we're they, they do. And yeah. it's funny we talk about the younger generation because then I started my show Vegas Live with Ninon, which I did for seven years, uh, nearly eight years in Vegas. And I, I actually interviewed a lot of the entertainers. And it's funny because you think about Vegas, all the entertainers I had, they all got jobs. Well, they don't all have jobs. They all, they all have a second job to keep their career going. And um, that was a great example. And I'd like to give a shout out to um, Action Shot Productions, Steve Sibo, who is my producer right now. He's been a He's really been, he's stood by my side for many, many years, or probably about 10 or 12 years now. And he's really been wonderful. Now we're doing our other show, which is called Neon Speaks, which is um, I'm having people on that have got a story. And that's um, funny, I just invited a young lady. Her name is Jules Bailey. Jules Bailey does a, a kind of a fellowship, like a Bible study um, every, every, other third, every other Tuesday at her house and she's got an exotic home so i said to her the other day i said oh i said i've got to have you on my show and this woman is really out there i mean she's amazing and she writes back to me she says i don't have a story and i'm thinking if you don't have a story then nobody in this world has a story she has absolutely a story she has an incredible story so now i'm interviewing people on neon speaks that have a story and i love it and then i had another lady that I, that wanted to come on, asked me to come on, and I said, well, do you have a story? And she said, no. So then, and then I said, well, I can't have you on. So then two weeks later, she said, I have a story. And I said, oh, great, what's the story? She said, well, I've just made up a story. 
<laughs> so what I'm, the point I'm getting at, it's amazing how people think of themselves and what they do. Everybody is totally different. Well, and isn't, isn't it our stories that make us who we are? I mean, I, you introduced me to Jules, and you're right. You know, <laughs> it's amazing. She's been an entrepreneur, owned her own business for 62 years. Yeah. She's a costume designer for high-end uh, artists and performers. She, I just spoke with her last night, and she was working on a, a $40,000 jacket for an I mean, right? country music star or something with Shirovsky. Yeah crystals on it and everything yeah. you know but um that's a nice shout out for you um but she's amazing but that's the different people in this world but you know like that the the um, entertainment people in 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 las, in las vegas they're not all you know they, they're all beautiful singers they've all got beautiful acts they've all got something going for themselves otherwise they wouldn't be in the business right. but right. there's enough room here to put them all in and to put them out so i had this show where I would give them a presentation for about 15, 20 minutes and to get them out there and put their, their, their email out there and their phone number and for people to get in touch with them. A lot of people got a lot of work through that show, I hope. <laughs> but a lot of people told me they did. So, you know, it's, that's helping other people. Yeah, it goes back to, uh, you know, paying it forward and making a yeah. difference in the lives that we can. You know, whether we're talking about our children, whether we're talking about entrepreneurs or entertainers, we all kind of go through this process of, I, I, I call it a, um, a progression, if you will, from the lowest level, I think, is fear, <laughs> uncertainty, yeah. right? Just the opposite of what we seek for on this show, but uncertainty and fear. And then we go to this next level where we start to maybe hope that things can happen and there's a glimmer of hope and we move from there to faith and belief and knowledge and certain knowledge, you know, and we end up on certainty on the other end. And we all go through that, you know, there's, yes, we do. whether we're talking about entertainers looking for an additional side business or a way to, to support their, their passion or uh, true blue entrepreneurs, or that's what they're doing. Kids who are looking for what they're going to do with their lives. I mean, you and I have just decided to go into partnership together. Yes. On a, a new banking project. It's a new banking ecosystem. It's and amazing. Can you mention a little of that? Can I what? Can you mention the name of that? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, The company is named Transact Card. It's amazing. I'm a member. Yeah. It's a, uh, when we, one thing about Ninon, one of the reasons she has been successful is she's constantly learning. She's constantly looking for ways to improve and progress and, and, and then to give back, right? Yes. And this project combines all of those, mm -hmm. uh, if I may say so, in about 15 seconds. She said, I get it. I like it. I'm in. <laughs> right? I did because I understood it. I, because I watch the stock market every day. And so I know what business is. I know what the ups and downs are and, you know, this crazy stuff that goes on. But what this card does is it saves you money. It's actually, it's, it's not a credit card. It's a debit card. Right. And you put money into it. You put, I'm going to say 500 or 1,000. You put $1,000 into it. And all you can pay your electricity bill, your house, not your, you can't pay your mortgage yet because mortgage people don't accept it yet. But you can pay all your bills with it. And then you get all these points back, but you get equal points back that then you can, can you either redeem that for money or you can redeem it for goods? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because most, 
cards of any kind, a rewards card, a discount card, you know, you might get one or 2% mileage, but with the transact card, you get dollar for dollar value, literally an equivalent, double your buying power. Right? You spend $100, you get 100 points or what we call Z-Bucks. You spend five bucks at Starbucks, get five Z-Bucks. Spend, go to Europe and spend a month there and spend $10,000. If as long as you put it on this Visa debit card, you're going to get back 10,000 Z-Bucks. Yeah. You can use those in our marketplace to achieve savings up to 50% on name, on name brand items. They have flash sales where you can only use your Z-Bucks, but it's, it's just a really, I love it because it's a, it's a project that's empowering people. Well, it's one card. You can have one card. Just put enough money on it. You're going to spend the money anyway. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because um, this gives people out there a little bit of, of where my head is at. And my head is, I think, like most people should have their heads right now, is how can we save money and how can we get, you know, all prices have gone up. We notice how the food went up. We know how electricity went up. We know how every single thing in our life, um, and we are all over the world, we actually live the same life. We all have a house mortgage or a rent or electricity bill or a gas bill. We all basically in the whole time, entire world, doesn't matter what color you are, what religion you are, doesn't matter, I don't care who you are. We all have the same thing. So when I said yes right away, because I, I could see where I could, personally for me, I could save money. Now I'm going to tell my friends where they can spend this money as well. But what I wanted, what I was bringing out was, this is how I have treated my life all through my life, is how can I help other people? So this card I could. How can I help the children of, of what I did from when I came, when I left home to the time I started my show, the reason I was living in Bel Air in a 7,000 square foot home. I had a, a Rolls Royce, I had a Mercedes, <laughs> two Mercedes, and then I had a dog car. So we had three cars for two of us. One was for the dogs, one was for me, one was for my husband. But I started from nothing. But I took those gambles and I took those chances. But I was always the money side of life is very, very important because you can live without money or with money. Right. I would rather live with money, but you've got to know how to earn it. And when you earn it, you've got to know how to keep it and how to spend it. And that is very, very important. I think personally in all the universities all over the world should have a money spending and how you take care of money within their teachings. I couldn't agree more. And they don't do that. And they don't do it no. in schools. And I think they should start it in schools in junior high. They should start it. I, I completely agree. So that they know you can spend so much money, but save at least that's how I did it. That's how I am where I am today. I've got all these awards. I've got all these lovely, wonderful people out there. I've got you now who wants to go into partnership with me, not because I'm stupid, because I've got a brain. Right. Because you wouldn't do otherwise. I know you wouldn't. I think it was Zig Ziglar who said that money isn't the most important thing in life, but it's right up there with oxygen in the got to have it scale. Now, You've got to have it because otherwise you can't do anything. Important. Now, it's uh, we're up against the end of our show here. I wanted to thank you, Ninan, for being with me. There's so many morsels. I encourage you, if you're listening, to go back and listen again. You hear about savings. You hear about determination. You hear about uh, giving back. And all of that makes for a successful life. 
Um, thank you You're for selfish. on finding certainty. Thank you for listening in, Nanan. Thanks for being here. I'm really enjoying our relationship, and I look forward to it continuing. A lot. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you to our audience. Take care. Okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.